Hi there. I'm Joe Dudek, president and founder of Keyhole Marketing. And I'm Shannon Jarek. I work for Keyhole as the assistant brand manager. And this is Metaphorically Speaking, a podcast that explores the mysterious side of marketing. Hello, thanks for joining us on the Metaphorically Speaking podcast. In this episode, we talk with the lovely Nikki, Leah, and Abby, three sisters who run Gather Mountain Blooms on the historic Venatucci Farm in Colorado Springs. So Joe, you actually got a chance to visit the farm for this interview. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, it was nice to get out of the office uh, (laughs) and not do it digitally the whole time. Part of that was because we tried it digitally and it didn't work. So we ended up uh, rescheduling in person and it was great. Um, It's in this old farmhouse, part of the Venatucci farm, which not growing up around here, I wasn't really that familiar with, but a lot of families who have grown up in the area um, remember as kids going there to get pumpkins at fall time and just having harvest kind of experiences and um, that farm is no longer used, I believe, for that. But they were able to rent uh, some space on the land and have taken over the farmhouse there. And I think two of the sisters live in the farmhouse. Oh. And um, just gave me a tour of that, of the of the property that they're filling with flowers, of the barn that uh, they use for some events, for weddings. And um, even gave me a little tour, like in the basement of the farmhouse where they germinated seeds and, you know, controlled some of the growing experience down there. And they even have a, a shop um, where they sell flowers. You can stop in there and get flowers for for somebody um, that are freshly picked from from the from the uh, farm there. So very cool. Yeah, I think this might be the first interview we've done with siblings. Am I right about that? Or first entrepreneurial interview we've done with siblings? Definitely for three siblings, but I don't think you're right. I don't know <laughs> yep. if there's been two together. Um, So yeah, that was interesting. I kind of, I guess maybe thinking about my own siblings, I was expecting a little bit more animosity between all of them (laughs) (laughs) and uh, maybe try to even probe for a little bit of like um, opportunity to take some jabs and they were just so nice uh, to each other. So either that's really how they are or really how they are (laughs) on microphone. I don't know, but. um, No, I, I thought it was just so cool that you really can pick up on kind of how real they are and how raw the emotion they were feeling was, you know, you just, without them even saying it up front, you know, there's so much history there, just the struggle, the joy, everything they've been through as sisters, as a family, and just to see them turn that into a business with so much, you know, so many values behind it and so much history behind it. Then leaving other careers to follow a dream like this was just so, so cool to hear. Yeah. We love capturing the plot twist that, that business owners, experience that led them to to start their businesses. You know, a lot of times it's, it's a slight storyline change. And other times it's like this, where there are lots of twists and turns for all the people involved. And I think it's makes for a great story. And I just loved that they were all very vulnerable about their own journeys through it. And certainly didn't mean to start off with a tear jerking question to begin (laughs) with, but um, sometimes it goes that way. But I, I, I just knew like, they feel like this is a safe space to share that. And I appreciated that. Absolutely. I think we've been so blessed to just meet people in the community who are willing to be so vulnerable with us, you know, even meeting us for the first time and just being open about their stories and 
um, just real about what they're feeling. So we just want to say thank you to Nikki, Leah, and Abby for just bringing us into your story and allowing us to share that with a lot of other people. So we hope the rest of you enjoy this conversation and get a chance to visit Gather Mountain Blooms when you have a chance. Kind of give a sense of like who we're talking to. I'd love to like give you guys a chance to describe each other because you're three sisters, we know that, but I wanted you not to describe yourself, but describe somebody on your your right. So maybe you could each just introduce yourself quickly and then like describe who's the person to your right. How would you characterize that person? Okay. Whoever wants to start. Okay. I'll start since I'm on this side. Um, okay, so this is Nikki talking yeah. and Leah is on my right. Um, so Leah has this creativity that just flows out of her. It's like incredible because you think it would be really hard and she makes it look so easy. So she creates a space here that's so beautiful and inviting for everybody that comes. Um, you know, I don't know how, how much we want to describe about background and everything, but um, just talking about like who she is and what she does on the farm for us is she um, just brings a lot of joy to the space. She does all of our wedding um, florals. She makes our farm store look gorgeous. She does all of our uh, floral creations. Um, she has the biggest heart. She's like somebody that will like cry if you <laughs> are crying or if there's somebody hurt, she just feels deeply. So she's yeah. a beautiful, beautiful person. Nice. Hmm. Thanks, girl. Um, <laughs> I know we're all going to start crying. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to try so. not to cry. Yeah. Uh, my name is Leah. I'm Leah speaking right now. And to my right is Abby. She's our baby sister, the youngest of the family. Um, and she is the most caring but fun energetic person to have around you. Um, she's always going to bring a story and a life to um, whoever is around us. Um, she's very inclusive, includes everybody, loves everybody. Um, she's also the hardest worker I've ever seen. Mm. Um, she's our lead farmer. Mm -hmm. So she's out there at 6 a.m. every single day. It doesn't matter. She's going to get up and she's going to be out there because that's what she said she would do. Um, she has also completely transformed her world this year, um, just moving from California to here and um, starting something brand new. She didn't, you know, in the beginning she's planting all these seeds, not having a single clue what these seeds were going to look like, what flowers she was going to be creating by planting all these seeds. Um, so it's been so much fun to see all of her work blossoming in our fields like our fields would not be what they are without Abby yeah. like Abby is the true workforce behind that mm -hmm. um and she's kind of the life of the party <laughs> so <laughs> totally. she loves people she loves to um have a good time she loves to make sure you're having a good time um and she's always going to be there for you mm. so it's awesome it's up to you, Abby. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. <clears throat> uh, Abby speaking. Um, and to my right is Nikki. 
Okay, girl, we're here for each other. <laughs> That's why we're here. Um, it's just hard to um, put everything that Nikki is into words. Um, the most strongest individual that I know in my life um, who, I mean, no matter what, um, will make you feel like the most important person uh, in the room. And, um, you know, I don't believe that we would be where we are today without um, Nikki and to um, just watch her have the resilience of um, just head first into um, anything in life really mm -hmm. and um, the challenges that life does bring um, how she just with grace and dignity just carries through um, each and every day um, and you know I think it's pretty amazing that um, everything that she has been through um, you know at the end of the day I think I just heard an answer one time of, she's like, why do I, um, why am I entitled to feel 100% when there's so many people in the world struggling? Um, so, um, as far as the farm goes, um, uh, she's the brains of the operation. Um, yeah, you know, I've planted a bunch of seeds, but um, I would have never known where to start or how to start. Um, and she's just a dive head first in kind of person and um, super inspirational, super encouraging, um, and just makes sure that, like I said, I mean, that all of us around are okay mm. first. Mm -hmm. um, I think we all probably feel that way. Like we are probably one sleep, Nikki and I to be okay first before herself. And I feel like, you know, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't way start. to really just <laughs> open up the waterworks. Oh, yeah. right. That was supposed to be a softball. They kind of <laughs> got started. Sorry. Yeah, Sorry. Just, really just really emotional. No, I, I, I Let's take a little water break here and go out. Okay. Yeah. So we're here in southeast Colorado. Did you grow up in Colorado? Did you grow up somewhere else? How did you navigate to this area? Well, we were born born in Grand Junction, Colorado. Okay. And our dad moved us to small town Nebraska, where we all grew up. Um, did most of our growing years there anyways. And... Then one by one, we just started moving out here. Um, 
there's five kids in the family and we all now live out here and our parents live out here. Um, and then the, the way we all got to Colorado Springs was, um, followed Nikki and a dream that she had and a vision. Um, so that's how we all, the sisters anyways, yeah. that's how we got here to Colorado Springs gotcha. was to start, start a farm. Yeah. Were there any memories uh, in Grand Junction or Nebraska? I mean, Nebraska, it sounds like there would be. Was there a farm involved there? Is that, what was your memories? What were your first experiences working in the garden, working in a farm, those types of things, if you had that? We did not grow up with a farm. Interesting, okay. Yeah, we grew up in a small town, lots okay. of farming around it, but no, you know, it wasn't like the backyard gardening kind of place. Okay. It was large, you know, scale farms. Yeah. Um, and our family lived in town and, uh, we didn't, we you know, we always had a love of nature. We grew up outside, literally outside all day, every day, but mm-hmm. we didn't have, you know, the farming and, and flowers were not part of our lives yeah. at all. So that came later in life in adult, adult life? Came about six months ago. Oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> literally. Yeah. That's so interesting. I mean, I can, um. My wife, her family had like a back garden that was pretty, mm-hmm. pretty large. She didn't grow up on a farm or anything, but so she got really attached to gardening at that yeah. age and then has introduced our son to gardening back, especially back when we lived in Indiana, harder out here, especially where we live with the deer and, and a lot of stuff just doesn't grow very long. Mm-hmm. But, um, so that's where her connection to gardening started and continued on. But it's interesting that it kind of starts later in life. Mm-hmm. Can you talk, obviously I wanted to explore your story and how we, how, why we're even here together, as you indicated, Abby, you know, we're here through your story. Can you walk through that? And certainly you shared on the website, but I'd love to hear from just for your own perspective. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this is Nikki talking and, uh, my background is not in flowers at all, but my background is in, uh, nonprofit management and accounting. Um, you know, so since graduating from college all the way until about two years ago, that was every, that was my life. And I thought that would always be my life. And I loved the work that I was doing. And, um, unfortunately I had a concussion. It actually came from working in my garden. I've always just kind of loved, you know, working in my, planting my own little flowers and things in my yard. Um, so I was working in, in my garden and I stood up too fast and I got dizzy and I ended up fainting. Mm. And when I fainted, I hit my head, Mm. but I didn't realize it and kind of went about life, um, as though nothing had happened and things just got worse and worse and worse. Mm. But I kind of put up with that for about a year. And then, um, I had to quit my job because things just, I was getting really awful migraines. Um, my vision was... It was just really difficult to use the computer with my vision. Um, so I just had all of these really awful concussion symptoms that took me out of work. Um, and alongside that, I had a nerve injury in the back of my head. It's called the occipital nerve. And that, Related to the injury? The it was related to the injury, yeah. yeah. So it all happened at the same time. It's basically like whiplash. Oh. And so it, it stretched the nerves and caused damage. Um, and that created like excruciating pain mm. for months on end. Mm. And it got so bad that I, like, I had to just sit in a dark room with my eyes closed for wow. 24 hours a day for about eight months straight. 
Um, and finally, and we didn't know it was a nerve injury at that point. So finally, um, found a surgeon who could do surgery on the nerve and from the surgery until, um, finding the flowers, um, I spent a lot of time, um, just contemplating my life, what I had gone through, what I was given with getting my life back. And during all of this, my husband had been bringing me flowers. And it was just one of the, probably probably the only bright spot in my life at that point in time. I mean, it was a difficult time. And um, it was just such a symbol of love. That's all it was. It was like the most beautiful symbol of love. And it sparked something in me, you know, so unexpected. I never thought I would have a life in flowers. Mm. And it, it just sparked something. And I... Start, I found this flower farming um, online course with Florette. Okay. And it's a farm in Washington State. And went through that course and started growing flowers in my backyard last year. Hmm. And just had like a small backyard cutting garden. Um, and Lee and Abby got involved at that point because we were um, hunkering down for COVID. We all did quarantine together. Yep. And uh, they were helping me just get my backyard garden set up and really help like establish and help me just follow the dream that was growing from this, this vision of flowers and sharing the love and joy with others. Mm-hmm. So that's where the spark of the idea came from. It just lit me up in a way I never thought it would. And yeah. I'm, you know never thought I'd have this life. It's hmm. interesting. Um, and were you already back? Did COVID bring you back or was it, uh, when brought you back to, to Colorado Springs? Had you already moved back here? The timeline? No. Um, we, like I moved back here, Abby and I moved to Colorado Springs in January. Okay. So when we were in lockdown with Nikki, I was in Denver. Oh, okay. So I just came and lived with Nikki for a few weeks, same with Abby. She came out of California to live with us. Yeah. <laughs> Bless Nikki's husband. Yeah. <laughs> Zach's the real MVP. He's the real. He's definitely <laughs> the real MVP in all of this. <laughs> Raise your hand if you've heard the term FOMO. Okay, just kidding. This is a podcast. I cannot see anything. (laughs) I do hope a few of you were gullible enough to participate, though. FOMO is the fear of missing out, aka what Joe is feeling by not being a part of this podcast ad break. Your small business marketing strategy is experiencing FOMO. It's missing out on something. It's not spending more money on social media ads. It's not door-to-door knocking. It's not hanging flyers in your local coffee shop or spamming your customers' inboxes with daily emails. The biggest piece your marketing strategy is missing might surprise you. It's blogging. It's been found that companies who blog typically gain at least twice as much web traffic as those that don't blog. And 61% of US consumers say they have made a purchase based solely on a blog. So if you want to stand out from the crowd, spend less dollars on marketing, be listed in relevant Google search results, be known as the local industry expert on your product or service, and finally inspire people to take action, then you are already raising your hand to say that blogging is a good fit for your small business. Now we recognize the challenges and confusion wrapped up in adding a blog to your digital marketing strategy. And that's why we want to help. 
So visit keyholemarketing.us slash getblogging to discover the 22 reasons why your small business should have a blog, to hear some real talk on why you're avoiding it, and to learn 11 ways that we can help you get one started and keep it going. Talk a little bit more about that process of receiving flowers, enjoying growing flowers, but then the act of like somebody else needs to experience this too. How did it get to that point? How did you, what was the thought process there? Can you take me through that? I think that's where my sisters came in because I knew that there was, um, there was something to sharing flowers. You know, there, there's something where flowers are beautiful by themselves, but really what they're representing is an act of love. Uh, you know, they're there for, um, death and sickness and they're there for marriage and, you know, celebration. So they're there for all of those emotions. But what really, I think, brought the three of us together was that we, we care so deeply about the community around flowers and the community that it creates and the experiences that can be had. And that's how, you know, we just started talking and that's what clicked for us Mm. is we knew we wanted to create a space that allowed people in and allowed those experiences and those emotions to be felt. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was, it was the, you know, it started with my husband, but the only way that I could expand it was with the the sisters that I have Mm -hmm. and what we were able to do together because we just, I mean, our hearts were just drawn to that in like the most powerful way. That's what we were drawn to. Yeah, I'd love to hear your two stories on how you were pulled into that story as well because you have your personal connection with husband bringing flowers mm-hmm. and that meaning so much to you. And, of course, you probably experienced that from from the outside. But what were your? how were you pulled into the story so much so that you wanted to be a part of the creation of it? Totally uprooted our lives. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> yep. um, this is Abby speaking. And I know for me, um, quarantine happened. Um, like we were all saying, um, hunkered down together and pretty much just tore Nikki's backyard up. (laughs) In that time, me personally, I didn't, um, I was just doing an activity with my sisters. That's what it was for, for me. And then as, um, you know, I would, so I would FaceTime with Nikki. She's like, look at all these flowers growing. And I was like, whoa, but it's still, I don't think it connected with me mm-hmm. um until i think the farm was uh set in stone because that uh, again was an idea yeah you know and then um when that was locked in and there for a little bit i was i just couldn't um fathom my me leaving my life in California mm-hmm. um, because I had a pretty amazing life in California. And um, and then as time went by, um, I don't know, something inside started to happen. Mm. And um, the more talking with Nikki and Leah and it was becoming more real, um, I just couldn't stop thinking about um, starting a farm with my sisters mm-hmm. and just knowing the magic that that was going to bring. Um, and I just couldn't stop thinking about waking up to 
a farm full of flowers that we personally grew. Yeah. And um, to be able to create community through flowers, um, I don't know, something just clicked and I was like, there's absolutely nowhere else that I want to be in life and um, there's nothing else that I'd be I'd rather be doing mm-hmm. um, and so and that's that was really it uh, for me and then coming out here and you know just diving head first into this whole adventure yeah um, and I feel like the more and more it goes on the more and more um, I personally feel connected to not only my sisters but the community and mm-hmm. you know the beauty of it all is that it is all through flowers mm-hmm. you know because it does create something super special mm-hmm. for sure so yeah how about you Leah um well uh, I would say like after after we stayed with Nikki and and you know we started her garden and we left and Nikki stayed and just created all these flowers, like all of these flowers. <laughs> and it was the first time for me to really see something come from straight from the earth, from a tiny seed yeah. into these big, beautiful flowers. And um, I was in a phase in my life where, uh, so I've, I'm a hairstylist for 21 years and I loved it, mm-hmm. hands down loved it. But I knew that there was something more for me that I wanted to do to transition into, like, I knew my career as a hairstylist was starting to end. Um, I just didn't know how. Yeah. Um, and Nikki would bring me buckets of flowers, and I would start creating arrangements with these flowers, and I would give them to people. And that's when like it struck me of like the joy of giving, mm. um, the joy of flowers. And then Nikki calls, and she said she got a farm. <laughs> <laughs> and, That's when I knew things were going to get real, and we would start uh, daydreaming about ideas for the farm, Um, and that's when I also started to know that there's something out there for all of us to create that's bigger than us, Mm -hmm. that's bigger um, than, we just knew it was bigger than us. And we knew that we couldn't do anything without each other. it was also a place where, like, just a little side note, Abby and I are sober. Hmm. So it was like a place where I knew I could be, like, the best version of me hmm. by growing and doing this with my sisters and giving back to the community. Hmm. And um, if it wasn't for this farm, like, we wouldn't be here the way we are today. Um, so yeah, there was just a deep, deep knowing that this is exactly what we had to do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, so it's flowers. It's <laughs> <laughs> beautiful. Well, it's beautiful because you, you, you want so much to bring the community involved and, and not just have good flowers, right? You could just, you could, anybody could probably just find the right techniques, but it's like, like your hard work and really what you just said there, your your personal stories that you're putting into the soil and of course mm-hmm. you're receiving so much every time you get your hands dirty and are turning things over but you're also putting parts of your own 
lives into that, which therefore somebody can take with them more than just a bloom, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's like it's your story that they're taking whether they know it or not. Just that yeah. energy of the experience is yeah. really awesome. Yeah. Um, talk a little bit about, like, I know it's a little early, um, but what sort of experiences come to mind when you think about how you have engaged with the community? What are some ways that they've been um, received from, from this garden? Um, any personal stories that come to mind? Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, every day it feels like yeah. a new story. Yeah. Um, and when we say the farm, maybe we should just explain real quick. Please, yeah. yeah, we're at Venatucci Farm. So we're Gather Mountain Blooms is our flower farm, and we're leasing the Venatucci Farm, okay. which is a historic farm in this community. And, um, you know, one, we hear stories from almost everybody who comes to visit about their memories coming here. Mm-hmm. And uh, Nick and Bambi Venatucci were... Um, the ones who really started the the vision of community in this space and they would give pumpkins to kids and Mm -hmm. so many people have the memory of coming to the farm for pumpkins so we get to in a really special way continue a legacy of giving and community in our own way with flowers but it definitely started with um, just some wonderful people before us yeah Um, so you know we're here at Venatucci farm so Um, But since we've been here, I'll say for me, a really um, just personal side to what the farm gives is that um, I've been able to bring some other people who have ongoing struggles with their own concussion symptoms. Mm -hmm. You know, concussions are so complex and a lot of people have experienced one and and gotten better but a lot of people don't and um you know those handful of people that really struggle through life for a long time i'm still in that category i still struggle a lot myself but um you know with a concussion sometimes you just need to be in a space that feels um at peace with nature surrounded by people who understand what Mm -hmm. you're going through so, um, you know, I've had a, a opportunity to bring some people out here and give them something really special through that, and that means a lot to me because they're giving me a lot too when they're here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are really, those are special things that we get to do with the farm yeah, for, for me. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll chime in. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, as you see us crying through this, yeah, very <laughs> hard. Because it's so, it, this farm has been such a healing place for us personally. And then, um, as Nikki said, so many others come in um, for it to be a healing place for them. And I just know a personal story of what I experienced because, I mean, there's times that people come and just share their story in tears with just so much gratitude that the farm is back to life. Um, And it was two weekends ago, I believe, um, during our our Saturday U-Pick days, uh, the community comes out and they can cut their own flowers. And I'm um, I'm down at the U-Pick field just helping everyone out. And this woman with her granddaughter afterwards just came over and... um, in tears and that's like the most beautiful thing in my opinion uh and she's like all that i can say is thank you Mm -hmm. she's like thank you um 
She's like, I don't live in state, and I was just able to create one of the most beautiful memories with my granddaughter. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's stuff like that. And um, it's just amazing, you know, because we do. I mean, we're pouring, like, our hearts and soul into this because we're so deeply just invested, you sure. know? And... Um, yeah, there's just something about sharing this farm yeah. with everyone else. So. For sure. You guys, there seems to be a great camaraderie. I don't think it's fake. I, I feel like it's all uh, fairly <laughs> legit. I know I couldn't, I don't know, I love my siblings, but it's hard for me to imagine doing a business with them. Was that a hard transition? Was there a lot of, was there some hesitation with any of you? Like, I don't know if we can make this work or has it, mm-hmm. was it just like, of course, like, let's just do this. It was, it was like, of course, let's Mm. just do this. Um, I don't think any of us were afraid of doing business with each other. We've always been so close, um, as sisters forever. And, um, I think because we all bring something so different to the table to keep things going here, Um, there's no stepping on each other's toes. There's no, like, I can't do Abby's job better and Nikki can't, I can't do Nikki's job better. And it goes down the line like that. So we have a lot of trust in each other. Um, just knowing that we're all gonna pull the same weight and we're all gonna like bring the same thing to the table. We're all going to put our heart and soul into it. And, um, so no, I don't. No, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, all business advice would have told us you should you should yeah. really be careful yeah. doing yeah. this. But we, I think it's, it, I mean, we keep talking about this, like being drawn by our hearts, but we are just so drawn in by that. It just, it, it seriously fuels what we do. Yeah. And then we have those different skills and we couldn't do this without one of, like if one of us was missing, this whole thing wouldn't work. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, it really, really does just work that way. Well, you, did you ever try to bring the two brothers in or was that never part of the conversation? No, no, <laughs> we, they're good. They're good. We love our brothers, but they're, yeah. they're in a different phase yeah. of their lives. I yeah. Do. Do. <laughs> well, I'm, always, I'm interested too. It started in 2020. Correct, mm-hmm. officially. So, I mean, that's definitely an interesting year to start a business. What was sort of like, I don't care what's sort of going on in, in the world right now. This is the time to do it. We have to do it now. Kind of walk me through that. Like, just that push to endure the, the realities of the world mm-hmm. and just saying, we, this. let's not wait. Let's just go ahead and pursue this now. Well, it started whether I liked it or not when it happened. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was just like... Because uh, I had, you know, I was coming out of like my cocoon of a world. So, and you know, when COVID hit, I was like, I've been doing this for like a year and a half. Right. I, you know, quarantine, that's what I've been doing. Um, so when I came out of like my health coma, essentially, um, and I wasn't actually in a coma, right. just to like clarify. <laughs> um, when I kind of came out of my stuff, I was just, I just knew that it was time to start, mm-hmm. you know, it didn't matter what was going on in the world. And the nice thing is that I was starting slowly. I wasn't starting with like, you know, this is going to be a huge farm mm-hmm. with lots of people and flowers. I literally was growing in like, I don't know, a 
tenth of an acre or something, mm-hmm. like tiny little backyard space, right. and uh, joined up with Eclectic, which is another incredible company that has a little boutique in Old Colorado City and downtown um, Colorado Springs, and would just pop up outside their shop with flowers. Mm-hmm. I mean, it started that simple, yeah. and you know, people were kind of dying to have flowers in their lives mm-hmm. at that point too, just with, I think, needing that beauty yeah. with everybody being kind of shut up for so long. For sure. Um, yeah, so it just happened because that's when it needed to happen, yeah. you know. The, the COVID world was its own thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Just a couple more questions. I know you're still early on into this entrepreneurial game. What are some maybe early lessons you would be able to share with maybe some mistakes you've learned along the way, some challenges you faced, any sort of um, tips, tricks that you would give to other business owners? Um, well, we're all kind of smiling and giggling <laughs> at each other because, um, and I, I think the biggest lesson is to try, to just go, to just try it. Um, I think we went into all of this in the beginning knowing for certain that we would fail at some things. Mm -hmm. Um, We've also gone in without the idea of perfection and getting it right. And we've also gone in with the idea of having fun. Like Mm -hmm. this is having fun um, is definitely something that we try to always be reminded of, but um, that's what I can add to it. I don't know if, yeah. yeah, I was just going to um, say our uh, our famous um, saying around here, <laughs> because it is, we don't know everything, and we don't try to know everything, yeah. and we do do everything about um, two to three times, you know, <laughs> and do I personally wish it wasn't like that? Do I wish that, you know... We could just do it right the first time. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, it's the first year and we also are okay with um, clunking through. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a smooth. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. That's our, that's our word for how we're going about business. We just clunk through it. I love it. Yeah. I love it. It's first year. I mean, it's a bunch of lessons and it's a bunch of learning. And um, like Leo was saying, just don't be afraid. Yeah. You know, these opportunities and ideas keep arising and for whatever reason we're always like let's do it yeah yeah, yeah we, we 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 say joke yes we, it, we're like if you think it it will happen around yeah. you. yes because literally it's, it's so like true. we will say one day like we should have live music on the farm and then the next day we're like we just booked a band. <laughs> no fear. Just no second guessing yeah. ourselves. But things yeah. just flow, you yeah. know, real naturally to us when the time's right and we kind of go with it. Not we, we figure it out. Figure it out as we go. As yeah. we go. Yeah. And have no idea what we're doing sometimes. <laughs> no idea. Well, but I mean, it is. It's just like not being afraid to fail. And sure. I, you know, it might look a little different if we didn't have each other. Yeah. You know, if, you know, Nikki got this farm and she was doing it alone, I'm sure. Oh, my gosh. Completely, completely different. Completely different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think just knowing that we all have each other's backs and, you know, yeah. if we fail, we're all going to be okay. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Well, it's nice you can all speak into each other and you're not going it alone and then second-guessing yeah. yourself. You're able to sort of throw an idea out, you'll get some pushback or get some confirmation of it and you can go through life that way, which is great. And I think, I mean, I've been doing this almost 10 years and what you said there about, you know, just being okay with making mistakes and not being perfectionistic about it, I mean, I'm still struggling with that. Mm-hmm. I just had a pretty vulnerable um newsletter that we've just put out and just talked about how that's still a struggle for me to, mm-hmm. to just be so hard on myself mm-hmm. when there's mistakes yeah. it wasn't even business related it was like painting it was like a bad painting yeah. job it had nothing it was so like easily cleaned up and I just realized my wife was helpful to be able to clarify like how hard I was being on myself yeah. I'm sure like that was just the words that exited in my mouth not all the other words that are going on inside my yeah. mind so I just love like that's good encouragement for me to be kinder to myself through the mistakes and not be so hard so I appreciate you sharing that one more question, just on the act of gathering flowers, you know, like what, what do you think that means? Like, why do you think that is so such a powerful act in somebody's life? What does that give to them? Even different than planting a, a seed or watching it grow, just the act, the final act of sort of gathering the flower, which is in your name, sort of like, what is that? How would you characterize that? Mm-hmm. Pure joy. Hmm. I just think, uh, like when you were asking that, I just think of the uh, volunteers that do come out um, and to see them just so happy to be cutting a flower and just going through. And I know that that's how, when all the flowers started blooming, I was blown away, absolutely blown away by each flower that was coming up. Because mind you, I had never, ever grown a flower. Yeah, yeah. And... um, Anyways, so there is just something, like almost the innocence mm-hmm. of like people's reaction to the beauty and just the life of a flower. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty amazing. Hmm. So. Love that. How about you too? Well, I'll, you know, when, because um, I, I started Gather Mountain Blooms as the business before these two joined, mm-hmm. and I intentionally called it gather mountain mm-hmm. blooms and it was just going to be gather because it to me it's about it the like we said the flowers are um the means by which we can gather together and gather around uh you know whether it's um a celebration or just handing off a hand gathered bouquet of flowers you know it's there's something really incredible about the gathering of of people in a space with the emotion that can go behind that so it's um the word gather was very intentional yeah. in the naming of the business. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh gosh, there's so many um, things that I feel like it means, but um, it just feels like a flower just lets you pause. Like that's what I love. So before you gather that flower, you're going to stop and just really enjoy the beauty of it. Um, I can't think of anything else that allows you to pause and enjoy looking at that flower. Mm-hmm. So um, I love the the brief moment that it gives you when you pick a flower, when you gather flowers, and then the joy that you get to receive from those flowers, whether it's you know for yourself or whether it's for giving them to somebody else. Um, I just feel like a flower is so intentional in a person's life. Mm-hmm. Um, you just don't really know how much it does for you until you really stop and think about 
the beauty of that flower and what that flower smells like and who you're going to mm-hmm. give it to. Yeah. It's just so beautiful yeah. in that way. It certainly engages all the senses. It does, sure. yeah. yeah. Well, thanks so much for your sharing your stories. This has been so so empowering to me, and mm-hmm. I can't wait for people to come out here and enjoy your space. So, thank awesome. you. Thank yeah. you so thank much. You. You've been listening to the Metaphorically Speaking podcast. At Keyhole Marketing, we tell big stories for small businesses. If you're in the Colorado Springs area and ready to tell your business story, we'd love to come alongside you and help you with your content, branding, SEO, social media, or photography needs. For an instant glimpse at your current marketing's strengths, weaknesses, and opportunities, take our free marketing assessment at keyholemarketing.us slash marketing dash assessment or send us an email at hi at keyholemarketing.us and let us know how we can help tell your story.